Thank you for listening to today's Midwest Technology Podcast. If you or anyone else you know might be interested in learning more about the Midwest Technology Campus or the businesses that reside out here, or maybe you're looking for jobs or job opportunities on the campus, visit us at MidwestTechnologyCampus.com. Well, welcome to the Midwest Technology Campus podcast. Uh, today we're up in Perm, Minnesota, and I get the opportunity to speak with Doug Hipsch, and he is the new owner of Mr. B's Chocolates, located on the Midwest Technology Campus. Doug, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joanna. Of course. We couldn't um, not have a field trip today, so uh, we have gone to a few of your stores, and of course, I'm very familiar with Mr. B's Chocolates, uh, but let's talk about all of your businesses uh, that you own um, in Wilmer, New London Spicer area, as well as Perm, Minnesota. I, I, I looked online, and so I just want you to talk about them, maybe sure. from first to most current, the first one you started and um, most current today. Well, sounds good. Um, so... The first one we started was called Wild Goose, and it started in uh, 1997. And the reason uh, we started it is uh, we go way back to the Wilmer area in, in turkeys, of course. And, of course, uh, turkeys. Yeah, everything comes around to turkeys. Actually, Perm has got a big history of turkeys, and a lot of it is due to uh, a guy by the name of Tuffy Nelson. And Tuffy was a, uh, owned Pine Lakes Hatchery, and that eventually became... It became a uh, became Henning Hatchery, and Henning Hatchery became. But anyways, we had a long history with the Heisingas and the Norlanes and the Earl Olson and Jenny O, and and so we had turkey farms. And so after college, I came back to Perm to start a turkey farm, and um, you know um, we were raising turkey breeder hens, so we had sold eggs to Wilmer Poultry and to Jenny O and wherever, and so. Over time, though, we wanted to diversify into other stuff, and so that's how the wild goose started. And it was a, uh, it was started off as a uh, office. We were catering at WeFest. Oh wow! We were doing all the backstage catering at WeFest, and um, and so we needed an office in town to meet with people, and whatever else. And so one thing led to another, and then the wild goose was born. And the wild goose, when it was born, it was uh, a standalone building that had a coffee shop, a toy store. And a gift store in it because, and then our offices for our farm and offices for whatever. And so, um, so over time, then that grew into uh, the second store we started was Goose Gang. We separated the toys out uh, of Goose Gang and started a toy store called Goose Goose Gang. And so now we had Wild Goose and Goose Gang, and we rebranded ourselves to Goose Group because it actually. Two or more geese is a group, right? No, it's not. <laughs> so, and then eventually uh, we started with Nest, which is what we're in right now, and it's a coffee shop. So we separated the coffee shop out and brought gifts over here, and then Wild Goose became a standalone uh, kitchen store, which it is now. And um, then over the last couple of years, we've been uh, we sold our turkey farms. Uh, we partnered with uh, Wayne and Ross Mickelson, and over. This is back in the 2000s, and so we sold our turkey farms to uh, Jenny O about six or seven years ago. So then we started growing our other our goose group business, and we we bought last year we bought Disgruntled Brewery, and now uh, a couple of years ago we started uh, we bought Happy Soul, and then we did a goose gang like uh, 
store in New London called um, Lucky, Lucky Duck. Duck. Yeah. Lucky Duck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. And then most recently, Mr. B is in the last yes, two months. And, yeah, Mr. B's, and so Brian Bollig is just one of the nicest guys that there ever was, and and he approached us, uh, and it's. Uh, at first, we said, well, we don't know anything about chocolate, which we still don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll get <laughs> but, uh, to know. You'll get to know. But our staff does, and um, we're learning a lot. And uh, and it's been so far, it's been like we're going into our third month here, and it's been everything. We've, we've learned a lot, and we really enjoy it so far. So, And it bowls in well with what we're doing um, uh, with our retail stores. We sell their, their chocolates. We're really selling well in our retail stores. And so we said... We think we can put this in more retail stores and and get success there in the off months. I know the fourth quarter is huge for corporate giving and everything mm -hmm. else, and we couldn't do it without that. But we're hoping to make the summer months a little bit busier, taking advantage of the tourism regions. So yeah. So well, Perm. How big is Perm? Perm is like three thousand people. Three thousand people. Yeah. Okay, so it's not huge. No. And and neither is Walmart. And neither yeah. is New London. Yeah. Um, but you have a lot of interest in rural business, and uh, clearly, because you've invested so much in this area. Um, tell me about, where does that come from? Where does that passion come from and that optimism? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you have to have that in order to make this work. And I did get to visit a couple of the stores uh, this morning. and that, that, gets, that question gets asked a lot, and I think... <laughs> Perm and Wilmer, and you can look at Marshall, and you look at a lot of the, a lot of the stores that are towns across the rural Minnesota that have been successful. We find ways to get things done, and the entrepreneurs in the towns uh, tend to help each other out and say, "Okay, if we don't have something, let's build it ourselves. We can't wait for." somebody else to do something for us. So um, if we need a housing project, we all pull our money together and we create a housing project or we create whatever it is. And so we felt that, um, that you know, we wanted a nice place to have coffee. You know, I, it's just kind of, you know, and so that's why we started Wild Goose originally and we just thought it was a trend that was going to continue. And uh, so we put in a drive through We were one of the very first ones. And, and it you know, the banker looked at me like, you're going to sell coffee? Doesn't everybody give coffee away? What else are you going to sell, you know? But but it turned out to be, you know, we just stuck with that plan for a long time. And it's it's been it's been good, you know. It's been up and ups and downs with any small business in a small town. but And that's kind of like, uh, you know, rural Minnesota, they really have a really can-do attitude of getting stuff yes. done. We have tons of jobs in Perm. We, we're the found, uh, home of... KLN Enterprises and Arvig Enterprises mm -hmm. and KLN makes Dutrasource dog food and yes and uh, Kenny's candy we have Bongard's cheese here we have Barrel Fun potato chips so it's a really good uh, winter town as well yes and that helps our businesses as well so well um, I had a chance this morning to go and well I did I did do my fair share of shopping yeah but I do get the coffee shop mixed with. Um, kind of the gift shop right yeah. i really like that it, it kind of brings a good feeling when you get to go do that um i like that it is a small town it's a destination is how i look yeah. at it it's it's a destination um i see a little similarity between um you know you're talking about mr b's and your corporate gifts and you know then i look at lucky duck and some of the things that you you have on your websites about uh gift baskets 
and things like that, I thought that um, that was a nice tie-in. And, and then I kind of chuckled because you can start your day off at the Nest, but you can end your day at the Disgruntled Brewery. Right. Yeah, right. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I looked online and I, I appreciated it. Uh, the content that is on your website, one, the nest. I love that you have the um, the definition mm. on your website. Yeah. Do, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, tendency to arrange one's immediate surroundings to create a place uh, one feels safe and comfortable. And it's a place of comfort for family and friends. And I think the short time that I was here this morning, that's really what I felt when I was here. It was very comfortable. I felt there was, oh, we have treats that just arrived. Very com- right. Very comfortable um, as I was watching groups uh, having coffee. I saw some business people. I saw some um, people socializing. And then the shoppers as well. So uh, nicely done, Doc. Nicely done. Oh, thank you. Um, when you, you you briefly touched on turkey, and so I have to bring it back because my owner groups, yeah, they're they're all poultry. Um, did you ever envision when you were a turkey grower, like this is this is where I was going to go with <laughs> my <laughs> life, right? Um, you know, I, I I don't know if I, I when you're an entrepreneur, I don't think you ever know where you're going to go. Like uh, a year ago, I would have never thought we would be owning a chocolate factory sure. in Wilmer, Minnesota. Right. So right. I mean, it's just like, but what you do is you look for uh, you look for opportunities and you look for things that tend to bode well and and you know it's it's like you know. I, when we first opened Goose Gang, I think everybody just shook their head. What are they doing? There's no way that's popcorn and candy and toys. And, and um, we're just stubborn enough that we just keep, keep it going. And people say, well, maybe it is. Well, there's a lot of traffic there. Wow, there's four cars there today, you know, or whatever. And they start looking at the car flows and they start looking at stuff. And eventually it becomes a, a really a big part of your town. And that's what you're trying to do. You're not trying to own the town. You're trying to contribute to the success of the town. And if everybody does that, you can have a really build up a town with schools and and so we can create a community, and that's what we're trying to do here. And that's where, you know, in New London, um, we we were approached to come down there, and uh, there was one, one business for sale uh, was uh, Mill Pond Mercantile. Oh, sure, yes. And we were going to um, take it over as that, but, you know, Three Sisters is very similar, and so we decided to go down a different route and do the Lucky Duck thing. And there again, you know, we're not trying to take over the town. We're trying to make that town better in our way uh, of of uh if we're improving improving people's lives you know just by you know not we're, we're working class people out here so not everybody has the opportunity to take their families to disney world or to take their families out but a kid can go to lucky duck or they can go to goose gang and they can have a really good day they can get a small toy they can get some candy they can get some ice cream and they they just they remember that for a long time and they can you know they might go there twice or three times in their life but they say remember all those times we went to goose gang or we went to lucky duck and for them that's good memories you know you don't have to do big memories to little kids to have great results you just you know and that's what small town was missing and so um you can't get that at just your dollar stores you have to have Yes. More than just that. So that's kind of what we were trying to build across. So, so you're an entrepreneur, clearly, yeah, with all of your businesses. Unfortunately, sometimes you are. it's a no, curse. Not a, yeah, no, I wouldn't say it like that. Uh, um, how can other 
communities or other people in your current communities, how can they help future entrepreneurs um, do what you're doing? Well, the the key is we have this thing in Ottertail County. I was a county commissioner for 12 years, and we have this thing called Real Rebound Initiative where we wanted kids to come back after college and after stuff and to to move. So we've been, Ottertail County has been doing a really great job with getting people to relocate back here because we need that next generation of people to take, not only start new businesses, but to take over existing businesses. So that's first. And, and Ottertail County has been building housing. We've been doing all this stuff to support the Real Rebound. And I really like programs like the Candy Ojai CEO uh, yes. thing that they're doing. Yes. Because that, you know, we have to give kids the confidence. So I, I have uh, three kids, right? They, they all live everywhere now. And, um, but my son lives in San Francisco. And um, the cost of living there is so high. Him and his wife, his wife had to move there because she's an FBI agent. And so, um, and he works for a company in New Hampshire. He's bad with geography, evidently. He lives in <laughs> <laughs> lives in San Francisco. But the point is, is that um, the point I'm trying to make is that he, his cost of living is so high out there. I mean, he can buy for the down payment on a house in San Francisco. He can buy the nicest house in Perm. Yes. And so now he's got the American dream fulfilled at a very young age and now he doesn't have to work for somebody else he can have fun for himself and and that's what people are missing we have great schools we have great uh you know or your kid can be in basketball and football and student council and band and everything else you don't have to in 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 the metro areas you're spending all this time driving and your kid can pick one or two things to be in if they're lucky and here we can give a really wide round of uh of activities for kids to be in and you can ride your bikes to school and you, you know there's low crime and we watch out for each other i mean it's like you know there's an old saying if you miss church you get four get well cards you know and that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> how it is around here you know it's uh, one of those deals but yeah. um you had talked about being a county commissioner yeah um are you still a county commissioner nope i'm not i quit after three terms so. okay so oh three terms that was yeah. a long time 12 years yeah yeah it's long enough and then I, yeah, I always say I always tell the story that after twelve years of being a county commissioner, there's basically two groups of people. There's people who don't like you, and people who are still undecided. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like you quit uh, serving and being no. a public servant. You also are on the board of regents, correct? At yeah. the university, yep. and you're sporting your university yeah, colors I got today. Like, yep, I, yep. After the big win last weekend, yeah, right? mm-hmm. can wear it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep, you got the pig home. That was yep, really good. Yep. Bacon, bacon. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, if you're going to make bacon, do it in Minnesota. Right, so we have right. some close connections. Yep. Um, so talk about that a little bit. How did you get involved in in the Board of Regions? How does that happen? You're living in Perm and you're doing other things. Yeah. You're starting businesses, not just one, but multiple. And then all of a sudden, you're on the Board of Regions. Well, it's... It, I've been active on the University of Minnesota Alumni Association, and, uh, and I chaired that board like five years ago. And it was kind of a stretch. Most of the chairs come out of Minneapolis-St. Paul, that right. greater Minneapolis area. So, And so then one thing led to another, and uh, the 7th District uh, seat came open, and some people asked me if I'd consider running for that, and I didn't know what I was getting into. And one thing leads to another, and I'm on the board. But it's been a good experience. I mean... Minnesota is, uh, University of Minnesota is really the economic driver for the state. 
I mean, technology out of there started companies like General Mills and 3M and Pillsbury and mm-hmm. uh, you name it, Medtronics, I mean, Earl Bach and, and those guys. So, I mean, every day we're coming up with uh, new new things. And so, and this, the, every you know, we get a lot of support from the state, but we also get a lot of support from private donors for the U. And so, it you know, and... Being a turkey farmer, I really counted on that research coming out of the university because with our cold climate up here, yes. if we're not doing the research, nobody's doing it for us. You can't, you can't raise turkeys the same way in North Carolina and Minnesota. And so we had to do that research here. And if we had a tough problem, we needed to the university to help us solve it. And that was, the, that was really the main reason uh, why I wanted to get involved is the research, the extension, you know, um, the... The agriculture industry works really hand in hand with everything from apples to bees to turkeys to right, and that's how we start to lead the state in the world. And so, I want to keep that research strong. And you that's know. wonderful. Yeah. Well, and so you're a cheerleader for the U. Absolutely. Es- you know, essentially, yeah. and for your community and for your county. Um, and by the way, um, someone you know who's from this area who did rural by choice. Yeah. Corey. Yeah. Corey brought up your name when I last met with him. Oh, he did? <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, Corey Hepla, who yeah. does his, he did that series for Ottertail yeah. County. So Just got an Emmy. Just got an Emmy. Yeah. Yes, he did. Um, so he brought that up. But so you're a cheerleader for so many things across the county and across the state. And I would say industry-wise, too. You know, you, you cover, you know, poultry. You cover... You know, entrepreneurs. You're, I just heard you mention the the KCEO class out of Wilmer. I have yeah. no doubt that that will happen up here real soon if yeah. you're getting behind it. Um, how would you describe being an entrepreneur to a young person? You know, maybe someone who's always had a job. Uh, maybe they're content and they just maybe haven't ventured out. Um, how would you? Uh, what kind of advice would you give them, and how would you describe the path has been for you? You know, if you had to stand in front of a group of young people and well, tell them something about this. When I was in uh, college, I went to the Turkey Growers Convention in, at the Hyatt Regency, and I was supposed to meet my dad for lunch at the Hyatt Regency, and he didn't show up. So he, he stood you up. Yeah, he stood me up. <laughs> and so I'm by myself, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So I'm sitting there, and um, Earl Olson walks in, and I didn't mm. know Earl Olson from anybody. He asked, can I sit down? And I said, absolutely. And I asked who he was, and he said, I'm Earl B. Olson. I said, the Earl B. Olson? Of course, I've, you know, I've been reading financial statements since I've been little, oh. and so I really had tons of respect for him. So then I, 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 we had about an hour and a half, two-hour lunch, and he gave me his background, uh, from his very humble days of up and down, and and then I um, and I realized, wow, it's not a it's not an easy road, and it's not a level path. You know yeah. what I mean? And yes, and you just can't let bad things get to you. Right. When they get to you, you just have to figure out how to manage out of them. And then I heard the same story from uh, from. Uh, Mariella Jerome, when right after the turkey store bought Jerome Foods, Mariella yes. was shopping in one of our stores, and I asked her who she was. She said, I'm Mariella Jerome. I said, of the Jerome Foods people? And she goes, yeah. I said, what are you doing in town? And I'm just driving through, and I saw I was talking to her, and they, they had already been, uh, and she basically said the same story about how her dad was, when he was in his 60s, he was very, very rough, and they got it all going, and, you know, 
25 years later, they're selling for $330 million to whatever it was to Jenny O. And so it just made me realize that the path is never going to be level. And I would tell kids that whatever, but stick with it. You know, right. I mean, any I've never hit a home run. I'm a base hitter, and then I get out, and then I lose games, and you know, so it's like, you know, I've never, hit, I've never had a home run. You know, it's, everything has been always tough to start, but I'm resilient, and I think that we keep it going, and we have really great staff. I mean, Laura's here, and she's part of that. My wife Sue has been with me on, you know, the whole time, and and um, good partners, and you know, and so. I think that and our employees are second to none, and we try to pay them a good livable wage and try to keep them content as much as we can. I mean, it's really tough labor force right now in Minnesota. So. How, how many employees do you have in, in total across all the stores? Do we have 100? About 100. About 100. Yeah. Okay. That's quite a few. So That's a lot of, yeah, that's payroll, a lot of payroll every week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I really liked how you had mentioned about young people yeah. and advice you would give them because I feel like, and it, maybe I'm alone in this, they see all the, the good stuff on social media and we only post um, the highlights the, when you're at the very top of your game or when you're having the exact uh, fun night, but they never see all the other stuff. Yeah. And we need to work through all the other things. And I am guessing you work through all the other things to get you to the top of your game every well, time, right? Well, you you try to. I mean, you 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 know, you know, I fail. Uh, I'm I'm failing constantly. Everybody is. You know, I mean, it's like it's it's that's part of being human. I think is is failure. But you got to learn from that, and you got to say, okay, well, that sure didn't work very good, or that backfired on me. And I think that. Young kids today, they have to get that sense of, I'm not going to succeed at first. N nobody had. You right. know, I don't know anybody that lived the American dream that that succeeded, including people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and people that are just, you know, they all had that rough, rough road. And I think that kids have to find that resiliency. And, you know, they talk about the EQ, you know, that grit and that sense of humor and that be willingness to fail. And, you know, and I think that that that's what we're missing with social media. And I think social media is doing a lot of damage to the next generation. I don't think we're fully aware of what that damage is yet. Right. We need to be really careful. Right. So. so, I mean, just allowing them to understand that right. failure is part of the learning yeah. process. And I think asking that question, so what did you learn from that? Yeah. And then getting up and doing the next thing that you know is going to take you to the next yeah. to the next level, right? Correct. And I'm sure that when you walked into the bank one day and you said, I'm going to start a store, and they looked at you, and then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh, I have seven. <laughs> seven stores. Yeah. The banker's looking at you a little bit different today than he did the first time, perhaps. Yeah. You know? And just all the things that you learned along the way. But, you know, in, in, in on that, it's it's it's... So that's what we do as small business. We go to the bank, borrow money, and then we build these businesses, pay it off. And, and so, you know, it's different than Wall Street money where they can use equity and they can use, you know, equity financing and all kinds of stuff. So every, every you know, banks have financial statements that they need from us so they can report to their examiners. And yep. so it's, you, you, 
You can't say, well, I'm having a bad day. I didn't make my payments or so-and-so was sick or so-and-so got COVID. Right. You know, right. so we didn't make our payments this month. They don't care, yep. you know, because their examiners don't care. And, and uh, they're very patient and good. But, you know, you have to learn to manage through every, every kind of a situation like that that you have. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's not easy and sometimes you want to throw in the towel. I can be honest. And, yeah. But you don't. You never do. You, you say you're going to, but then you don't. You know? But then you don't. I like, have no plans to retire ever, really. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not in my... But I look at guys like Ted Heisinger and Ray Norling and Earl Olson. They they went into the office every day. Every day. Every day. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, and I, that's I have a lot of respect for people like that, and they keep giving it back to the community. And we have a guy like that in town here. His name is Kenny Nelson, and he's very similar. He's a, he owned he started KLN Enterprises, which is a lot of stuff. And his dad was Tuffy Nelson, but. I mean, he's in the middle of starting, he's 83, he's starting a golf cart company. You know what I mean? So it's like, wow. but they just keep going and going and going. And, and when you're an entrepreneur, you just really never, you, ke- you can't hit the brakes right. ever. And right. that's, um, I'm on a small basis compared to these other guys I'm mentioning, okay? So, but, um, and I'm not even in the same league as those guys. I mean, some of the stuff they're doing on that Midwest campus. And that's really, I want to say, when this came up for sale and I heard it was on the Midwest campus, I was like, okay, this is th- th- this is going to be a good business because I knew uh, Mark and I knew James Seaman and yep. you know and I and you know Mark is one of the smartest guys I've ever met ever met in my life. I mean, Agreed. it's yeah, and his whole family <laughs> is fantastic, you know. And so, I you know, and they they're like, okay, you know, we'll try this thing, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be the first failure over there either. So. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. Well, let's talk yeah. about the Mr. Beast yeah. purchase. How did that come about? And did Brian call you? Did you call Brian? Um, how did that happen? I think Brian Brian was uh, looking to 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 kind of streamline his engineering firm and and yeah. and and kind of go down that path because that was really growing and he didn't have time for both and and we weren't really looking, but um, somehow one of our employees down in uh, New London heard of this and then contacted him and then he contacted us and we just sat down and and over a period of a few months we negotiated it and um and you know it it was brian's was really really good to work with right you know he's just a really really great guy and he's already helping us push business to us and he's you know he's helping us find Mm -hmm. future business even though he's not involved which is really nice yeah you know and we don't know we don't know how this is going to go you know, I mean, we have no idea. It's going to go well. I just know it, Doug. I know it's going to yeah, go well. Yeah, we, we're, we're going to, we're not quitters. So, I mean, yeah. we're going to. Right. Yeah. So. We'll talk about, uh, maybe explain a little bit of how did it go from starting a business to actually purchasing one? Like, how did that go um, for you? Or were there certain tough points where you just, like you said, throw yeah. in the towel or, or what well, happens the thing, there? Well, the thing, the. So, like, when we bought Disgruntled, that was the first one that we bought. Disgruntled? Oh, Happy Soul, Soul, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, right, Happy Soul, I'm sorry. But Happy Soul was the first one we bought, and there was a um, situation where um, 
We didn't know anything about women's fashion. Look at me. I'm not a fashionable person. <laughs> you can sport the University of Minnesota. I'm the opposite, of, I'm the opposite of fashion. We but got I mean, Laura over here. And so here. what we just wanted to do is, uh, no, we have good employees there. Laura's good at it, okay? I mean, we have good people, but we have great people working in there. And that's like with Heather. And, and so with the brewery, that was a totally different thing. Um, my grandfather came into Perm as a brewmaster. He had worked with his brother what? at Pabst Blue Ribbon in Milwaukee and oh, learned how to I brew beer. That. And then and then through a, uh, a period of prohibition and different stuff and the war and whatever, they never rebooted it. And so, um, so then when this brewery started... Um, and it ran for five or six years, and then they wanted to sell it. We thought, okay, let's get back into our basics, and it's kind of fun. So uh, they made a beer called Wonder Beer, and we're going to be introduce that next year. But um, so that's kind of uh, – that's why we got into the brewery business, and, you know, th th that's, you know – and why we got into the chocolate business, I think it was there, and it goes, it goes good with our stores. You know? I think it does, too. Yeah. I mean, it's small, small number of people. We could handle it. It's – you know, they have like 10 employees or something. And so it's not a huge amount of employees to take on. I mean, if it was 100 employees, we couldn't do it. You know, we just, right. we just, but I think the toughest part is trying to meld their, um, their payroll systems into our payroll systems because we do, we do benefits different and we do. And so you, you want to, you know, you want to bring everybody into your pay structure somewhat. Sure. But you can't cut anybody back, and so sure. that's been a, that's been a learning curve a little bit. Not a really a learning curve, but a been difficult, you know. Right, so. but very doable. You can right. fix yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Versus yeah. some yeah. things, you probably have a little harder time fixing. Yeah. Um, and I brought some products here, so I oh. had I had my group stop at the stores just to get some things for us. Now I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I have a heart for Mr. B's chocolates because. Um, Mr. Mr. Barnes was yes. our local photographer, so I'm bringing all the little goodies out at the table here. Um, yes. He was our local photographer, so yes, he did shoot my graduation pictures back in the, I'm not telling you the year. Hmm. But um, anyway, so I, I must I must say um, I have not had the popcorn, but we're going to try it today. You've had it, right? Oh, Everyone yeah. here at the table? Yes. Okay, we're going to try it. I've probably tasted every one of the chocolates, but I'm okay. So I'm gonna try. This is the um, the duck mix. Does anyone know anything about that? That's it's, the. Oh my gosh, it's got caramel in there and cheese and regular popcorn. Right. Okay, this is fabulous. I'm not gonna lie, that's really good. <laughs> my that, uh, the caramel recipe is my grandfather's recipe that we use, and so there's no. It's all natural ingredients or whatever, so. I, 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 That's your grandfather's so it's, it's recipe? It's healthy. It's healthy. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not healthy. But All it's natural. Natural. <laughs> Sounds good, though. But, yeah, so I'm the, I'm the guy that uh, in the family that takes all of your family's famous recipes and beer and popcorn and commercializes them. This is great. <laughs> this is great because the other so. one we opened up is confetti. Do you come up with your own ideas for some yeah, of those? Um, we, have, uh, we have a person that's come up with a lot of the ideas in our popcorn. And um, and that this is the popcorn's really taken off a really wonderful surprise. I mean, people, everybody likes popcorn, and it's really popular right now. Plus, everybody yeah. really likes it. So, um, but the um, you know we have sweet and savory, and we have you know like everything from cheese pizza to parmesan garlic to 
caramel to, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I might be hooked now. Yeah. This confetti, though, I must say, for all of the listeners out there, it's not overpowering. It's still salty and has that little bit of sweet. We might be eating this on the way home, Tyler. <laughs> this might be lunch. I had a sample at the store when we were here last time. It was like a like a spicy, like buffalo oh, ranch or something yeah. like that. That was the best popcorn I've ever had in my life. Oh, really? And then we went to the brewery right after that. Those two things together, the spicy <gasps> popcorn and the beer. <laughs> Oh, you have something. Do you serve the popcorn at the brewery? Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. Like, like yeah. They were making the caramel as well. <gasps> That's so wonderful. Well, it's been you know, fun. I like the um, the little gift packs as I'm looking at some of the Mr. B's chocolates. You know, obviously you, ha- you concentrate on the holidays, right? You right. have your big holidays. You have your Christmas. And obviously Easter is a big one. I, I remember going in there. That's fun. Um, but I, I'm having some um, pumpkins here, chocolate cover pumpkins. I do enjoy the suckers that have the little turkey on the front. I have bought these for my kids um, in the past, so these are good. Um, but I always enjoy the gift boxes. I buy them for activities at work. I also buy them for gifts when I go visit people because um, they're not like any any other chocolates that I have had. So um, do you, can you talk a little bit about the chocolates? Well, I can just in general, in, in general terms, I can. I mean, I'm not an expert in chocolate, and I don't claim to be. Okay. One day you will be. You well, wait. But I, I do think um, chocolate is one of those uh, big megatrends that's happening in the United States right now as we speak. I mean, um, it's st- kind of started off in Europe, kind of like where espresso was. In 1997, that's where chocolate is going. There's there's people that are very very uh, intent on buying really good chocolate, and they they'll seek that out, and that's what we have. So that really good Belgium chocolate, and so Belgium got really really good at processing the chocolate due to their arrangement with uh, sourcing it in in South America and in Africa and wherever else, and then they became very good at processing it, and so. I mean, Mr. B was right on. He was a little ahead of his time, maybe in, in terms the 80s. of eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's known well, not a little bit ahead of his time, way ahead of his time, you know. And so, we believe that this big mega trend that's coming to chocolate in this country, and we're you know, we have people that seek out mm-hmm. really good, high quality chocolate, and we think it's right. It's going to continue. Yeah, but it costs more, and so people have to get used to that. But you know. Um, my dad would always say, you know, who's going to pay $4 for a cup of coffee? No, uh, everybody, you know. Do. We <laughs> yeah. all do. So, I mean, and it's like, yeah. And so it's just like because people want that quality and they want to splurge on and treat themselves to something, as well as, you know, gifts. That's a, that's a big part of what yes. you said, too. But we think also for just people that want to buy chocolate and eat it in their own homes mm-hmm. and whatever else. So, um, yeah. I do. I, I'm... Not gonna lie, I do like the big chocolate turkey. I do buy that as a table decoration at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I splurge there, yeah, and then I decorate around it. That has been my thing. Now, all throughout the meal, we have to keep tapping the kids' hands to keep it off from breaking the turkey. They cannot <laughs> yeah. break it until the meal is over. Then they can break it up. But um, that is one of my favorite things that to is, use as a decoration yeah, at the yeah. table, and then everyone can eat it afterwards. Um, but what's the next, what do you think the next purchase could be? I mean, I, we're only two months in to Mr. Yeah. B's, so that might be a really 
It seems uh, like they're coming question. faster than they should right <laughs> now, but we know we don't know. Our, our goal is is not to, you know, like when we started looking at the buying habits of our kids, they don't necessarily go back and they 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 really like the experiences, so they're not they're not really big on the franchise restaurants. So sure. so we don't think we'll ever have two Goose Gangs or two Mr. B's chocolates or, you know. So I mean, it'll always be. So if something comes along that's right for us, that fits into what we're doing and can help make the community better, I think it that's what we'll look at. You know, but it's it's. I have no idea. You're gonna you're gonna ask somebody in Perm. What's the next thing that we need here? I feel like that's what you're going to do. Do you need a quilting store or anything like that? Oh, we have a nice quilting oh, store. Oh, okay. Well, shoot. That one's done. But maybe you need two. I feel but like you, this is going to be my next getaway, coming to Pura, Minnesota. But, you know, every town every town needs this. You know, and so I just encourage people in other towns to, to, to you know, don't wait for somebody from another town to come and invest. If you're not going to invest in yourselves... You know, I, I was just in Morris for a meeting, and I was just impressed with their main street. You know, they have the new uh, the new clothing store that's shipping all over the world, mm. and they ha you know their their um, modest clothing. I think I forget what it's called, but it's they're just doing really great things in that town. And um, so every town has it, you know, and we just have to keep investing and reinvesting back in rural Minnesota. Right. We don't want to be have two churches and a bar and a dollar store in every town, and that's it. Right. You know, I mean, we have to we have we have to do better to get our kids to want to move back here. Well, you know? you're definitely yeah. focusing on the experience of yeah. shopping. Um, in every one of your um, stores, it seems like you're focusing on the experience, and that's what we all have been uh, looking at. Right? What is I can get my coffee. I can shop. Um, I can come here for a girls' weekend. I can go. Um, we can sit and have a relaxing coffee in the morning. We can go to the brewery later, you know, in the evening or what, whatever we want to do. So it looks like you're doing a nice job with the experience. So I would say everyone should come to Perm and enjoy <laughs> Doug's stores and enjoy the experience. Well, one of the things that that's we can give that Amazon can't give. Yes. Okay, so, and Amazon is a big competitor to us. I'm not going to lie. But... We can also compete on price, and that's what people need to start looking, because our pricing, if, if you're comparing item to item, we're right in the ballpark, right? if not less. And um, and we, we're constantly looking and seeing, okay, what, what can people get? But here, you can take it home today. You don't have to wait three right. days to get it. Right. And plus, we're going to donate money back into the community. Like next week, we have a fundraiser for a family um, that... The father has heart disease, and the daughter has and won't be able to work for three months, but the mm -hmm. their daughter is 18 years old and has mm -hmm. cancer. And so, so we're donating all of our coffee shop sales, all of our beer sales, and all of our popcorn sales for the day wow. to this family. Wow. And so, we, you know, I don't know how much we'll raise, but generally speaking, we raise ten to $20,000 for the family. And um, it's, it's a huge thing for a community. That's something that you can't, you know... When one of us go down, we all have to take care of that person. It's our obligation. It's our commitment. You know, when somebody like that, and he's an EMS guy, he's always serving other people. And Everybody knows yeah, him. So, and, yeah. And so it's what we can do. It's not going to pay his medical bills, okay, but it's going to get him some trips to Fargo or right. wherever he's getting his treatment from. So You're showing the love. Right, yeah. That's for sure. So, yeah. Well, I don't even know. Yeah. that would. I mean, I don't even know why I topped that story right there, but yeah. I want to thank you. 
yeah. Doug, for coming today and being our guest on the Midwest Technology Campus oh. podcast. Okay. Um, I want to encourage our listeners to think about Perm as a destination, but don't forget about New London. And definitely come on over to Wilmer to the Midwest Technology Campus and buy your uh, dessert and your chocolates, uh, maybe even your corporate gifts. Um, so, Doug, thank you. Laura, thank you. You're sitting in the corner. You're trying to be quiet, but I want to thank you for coming here, getting Doug here to the table. And, uh, Doug, thanks for being a cheerleader for all of our entrepreneurs and all of our businesses. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm this is excellent. Thank you. Thank you.